Namaste. Another Sunday, 8 p.m. India time, and we are back with your favorite program of Virat Hindustan Sangam, Gyan Ganga, Words of Wisdom, in which every week Dr. Swami or a guest along with him discuss important topics. Today, our topic in our 163rd episode is Should India Militarily Combat China? And we will be having a next 45 minutes discussion with Dr. Swami. As you know, in India for the last two years after the border clashes and the Galwan incident, there have been a lot of discussion, anxiety and worry what's happening on our border. And Dr. Swami and the other people, members of this panel will be discussing. I have to thank my friend Ramesh Swami and Professor Arvind Chaturvedi from Delhi for co-hosting this program every Sunday. I'm happy to inform you that our viewership has been rising. Just a, cust uh, just a look at the last week's figure where we discussed Hindutva. Is Hindutva under siege in India today? Uh, where Sri Iyer and Dr. Swami discussed this important topic across various social media channels. As you know, we are not only on YouTube, Facebook, but uh, numerous other channels. The viewership had crossed 1,21,000 viewers. So across the globe, a lot of people are watching us, hearing us. So we thank them. We are on podcast and various other uh, uh, me, me, uh, means of communication or hearing or listening. We thank our viewers for their support. I have to thank our technical team for the work they put on behind the screen, especially the team led by Ashish Shetty, Tejas Navalgul, Ishwar Iyer, Swaminathan, Rakesh Gadgi. Vishal Mehta and Ajesh Nair. So with these words, it is over to Dr. Swami to initiate this discussion. Should India militarily combat China? Over to Dr. Swami. Okay. Thank you, Jagdish. Uh, we are uh, today considering a very important uh, topic. Uh, and it's going to dominate uh, our uh, country's uh, affairs, uh, um, for at least the next three, four years uh, in a very, very intense way. We are on the verge of it, uh, and it's about time that the country took stock and decided how to go forward. Uh, what has come out very clearly is that all this talk, talk, talk that has gone on with the External Affairs Ministry, the National Security Advisor, uh, and so on, has produced nothing, absolutely nothing. The Chinese are exactly as they station themselves. They are, being, they are creeping every, every day. They creep a little. And they are uh, taken over, at least in addition to what they had earlier taken over, they are taken another 4,000 square kilometers. And particularly in the crucial area of Depsang, which is a very big loss for us if... if uh, if what I'm hearing is true, uh, the parliament has been told very clearly when I filed the question at that time that uh, it's a national security matter and therefore it can't be disclosed to parliament. I mean, I never heard this in the entire parliament history, something like that being said. Hardly anybody knows the truth. Uh, are the Chinese at the, the so-called border? You know, let me make it very clear. Uh, the border was formally declared in 1996 by the Narasimha Rao government. 
and that border has now been violated. Uh, the li linguistic uh, um, uh, the, the system that the, our government of uh, external affairs uses, as it makes out the Chinese have not crossed the border, that border of LOC, the uh, line of uh, of, of uh, LAC, excuse me, line of actual control. Uh, that uh, L uh, LAC has not been uh, crossed. The, that's the impression they're giving. That's not true. They have crossed, and uh, people of Ladakh who come to Delhi, they uh, describe how how extensive it is. Uh, they are yet not made a major penetration in Arunachal, although they have nibbled it at various places. But in, as far as Ladakh is concerned, they are now moving in a way by which they'll connect to Pakistan's POK, that is the Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. And then, of course, uh, it becomes a totally different situation. How do you respond to this? This is the... I'm not against the Chinese. I've always liked them. I think they are enormous. They're a tremendous culture. I know that India and China had relations for at least from 700 BC, which means, uh, and up to up to 1962, we never had a war. So they, they, this is a country with uh, such a you know big boundary, big border, and yet uh, you know the, the Chinese have had problems with other other countries, but not with India for thousands of years. So and then uh, they adopted our um, uh, our way of thinking. Buddhism was a route by which it came. There have been articles on it. I've reproduced it in my books. Uh, Professor Hu Shi, who was the vice chancellor or, or president of the uh, Beijing University and then ambassador, great poet, highly respected. He wrote a, a, an essay for Harvard University uh, in 1936, uh, where all delegates from all over the world had come. And there um, he said, that it is that China has borrowed from India on its culture, and it was the most peaceful transfer of culture which has ever happened in history. This is the kind of background, and I myself have dealt with the Chinese, and I find them people who you know orientally. I mean, they are we are the Asians, and there's a very different. Um, a tone that takes place when we discuss. So I, I start by saying that I hope there will be a future where both with self-respect can uh, again be friends and work together. But as of now, China has betrayed us. And our own leadership has also kept us in the dark. And we have got the worst of both worlds. Modi said at one stage, koi aya ni, koi ni. That's not true. Will he correct himself? He should say, I'm sorry, I was given wrong information by the Russians, perhaps. And I said this, but it's not true. The Chinese have crossed the LAC and have occupied parts of, uh, of Ladakh. And that was in addition to Aksai chain and all the other things they had taken earlier. So uh, about 40,000 uh, square kilometers of India has been taken by China over these uh, years and 4,000 since 2020. So how do you deal with such a thing? Now, people talk about the Chinese might and we are not ready and so on. 
Well, I mean, you have to you have to take risk. In 1971, we went to war for liberating Bangladesh. And everybody said the Chinese will intervene, they'll cause this problem, that problem. What happened? Nothing happened. Why? Because a, a accident of history took place. The defense minister of uh, China and the closest uh, comrade of Mao Zedong called Lin Biao, he, he decided to have a coup. And the coup failed and he had to run off and he was, his plane was tracked and it was shot down and he was killed. And after that, Mao Zedong, uh, you know, grounded everything in the, of the army so that he can deal with the issue. And it happened around the time we went to war in Bangladesh. So the Chinese couldn't intervene. And uh, uh, the, the, uh, in uh, Kargil also, the terrain was such that the Chinese couldn't in intervene. So we were, we had, a, uh, we of course should have chased the Pakistanis all the way uh, into Aksai Chen, uh, into, excuse me, Azad Kashmir or whatever they call it, and uh, about POK, but we didn't do it. We, you know, Bajpai, uh, just after the Pakistanis ran away, uh, he didn't cross our their border. We should have crossed the border because it is our border. It's an artificial uh, border that has been set up by the UN. So we are uh, dealing with a situation that we have uh, taken a lot of kicks from the Chinese. How long are we going to? We, we I reckon, uh, uh, you know, in uh, 1949, the Americans offered you the uh, Security Council permanent seat with a veto in place of Taiwan, which had uh, lost its uh, territory in the mainland and it was uh, relegated. So they, that seat, instead of giving it to the People's Republic of China, uh, was offered to India. And Jawaharlal Nehru said, this is a trick to make us fight with China. And he started proposing that seat should be given to the People's Republic of China, that is Communist China. And in 1971, finally, the Americans yielded and the Chinese got that seat. That seat was actually meant for us. We could have got it in 1945 had we not been a colony. That time, Winston Churchill objected uh, to Roosevelt proposing India as the sixth country. He said, no, no, they are my colony. How can you uh, do it? And so it didn't happen. But when we became free country, the mind was colonized. Modi, uh, the, uh, the Nehru's uh, mind has been, uh, was colonized. And so he decided to advocate for China. And you know what, in 1962, China did with us. So to, let us not go by these sentiments. Oh, I'm great friends. They are nice people. And nothing to do with it. When it comes to country-to-country uh, -country relationship, you have to have national interest in mind. And you have to take decisions ba based on that. I also would like to tell you in 2013, um, Mr. Vajpayee went to uh, Beijing and signed an agreement on Tibet saying that the Chinese have a right to partition Tibet into uh, parts. And the Chinese have partitioned it into four parts and merged uh, three parts with the neighboring uh, provinces of China. And all that is now left is a small Tibet. Has anybody spoken on this? The Congress can't raise it because Congress seems to be complicit in some way with the Chinese. But none of us also raised it. I think perhaps uh, Brahma Chalani Chalan, uh, was the only one who wrote about it, uh, as far as I remember. But nobody else took it up. What a big loss it was. And we signed the agreement.
He went to Beijing and signed it. This should be abrogated now. I don't think we should go so far as to abrogate our treaty with, uh, of 1954 just yet. But I certainly think that we need to abrogate that Bajpayee's uh, uh, treaty as not sanctioned by the cabinet of India. And therefore, it should be scrapped. And um, uh, say, no, we don't agree to the division of Tibet. And uh, this matter has to be decided by in discussion with the people of Tibet. It can't be decided just by China and India. <clears throat> now, of course, the problem uh, of the UPA was that they were all complicit with China. Now, today, you know, papers are saying that uh, Karthi Chidambaram has been doing some uh, herafiri on the on the buying and selling of uh, Chinese visas. I mean, here's a man who is a member of parliament. He should be removed from the uh, uh, Lok Sabha. And uh, what his father was doing, we still don't know. But the fact of the matter is that the Chinese had penetrated deeply in through commercial methods, through money, so many other factors. And these weak elements uh, were all taken in. And we, were now, tell you, we have to thank the Chinese now that they have uh, uh, you know, come and occupied our territory and created a national awareness to a little limited extent. But still, something is better than nothing. And today, we have to look at this very, very clearly. What do we do with China? That's why I said, should India militarily uh, combat China? But talking is useless. How many how many talks have been taking place since 2020? Uh, same uh, nonsense is told to us. Uh, we have warm, uh, warm feelings. We have decided to meet again. That's all. There's nothing that comes out of it. And the Chinese continue. Galwan, we liberated. Now the Chinese are uh, taken over Galwan. Nobody speaks about it. Uh, Kailash Range, which uh, our soldiers went to great risk in their lives and occupied it, we forced them to withdraw and give it back to the Chinese. And that's also, uh, you know, in a disputed area. And if the Chinese can enter our, their, our areas, we can enter, enter what they claim to be their area. But we gave it up. No, who's the, where is the mandate? Parliament is not the mandate. There's nobody, no, never any discussion that's taken place. So what I would say is, let us understand that we are now reached a stage where we have to be friends with those who are enemies of China and not friends with those who are uh, either junior partners or stooges of China. Pakistan is a stooge of China. Afghanistan is now a stooge of China. We, there's no point in wasting time uh, having any relations with them at this stage. So, same thing, uh, China has... Uh, uh, you know, other countries in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Indian Ocean, which they are now trying to penetrate. You've got to be very careful. Therefore, we have to now look at our foreign policy in a new way, namely get Indonesia on your side, Vietnam on your side, Japan, to the extent you can have it on your side. Of course, we're sorry to hear that one of their tallest uh, uh, former prime minister um, Abe has been assassinated by forces which are still not clear who's done it, at whose inspiration, and so on. We are getting all kinds of reports, but we need an authentic report. So, Sri Lanka is a case 
where today there is, you know, utter chaos. There's nothing to celebrate that uh, Rajapaksha is gone. Rajapaksha was your friend. Whether, you know, we can't tell uh, other countries uh, what kind of person should be the, their president. It was an election. They got elected. He got elected. And his brother also got elected. And one became president, the other became prime minister. And a mob comes and throws, and everybody is uh, tweeting away, oh, um, uh, you know, Rajapaksha has been shown his place. Swami's friend is gone. Of course, he was my friend. There's no doubt about it because he cleaned up the, the LTT. We are today safe in our country because Rajapaksha completely finished off the LTT, which nobody else had the nerve to do. So I would say Indonesia because Indonesia is on the other side of the Malacca Strait. And, you know, the, uh, the Indian Ocean, Pacific Ocean becomes Indian Ocean and then travels down. It reaches Malacca Strait. That is the, the, the narrow passage. On one side is Kar Nicobar, India, and the other side is uh, Sumatra, and that is Indonesia. And this is about a 90 uh, kilometers wide uh, thing. And uh, then through that, you come into the Indian Ocean and the Indian part, and then, of course, Arabian Sea, etc., etc. So, a very crucial area, especially for China. Because all the trade goes through that. All the sea trade comes via that to go to the to Europe and to the United States. So India and uh, Indonesia must get together. That is one. I also would advocate that India should try to befriend Iran. Although this is something which uh, people get very upset that they are, they are, they are, you know, they are doing this kind of thing. Nevertheless, there is a, it's a Shia country, and they have always had good. Uh, Shias have always been had very good feelings in India. And we should develop it. I'm not saying to, from tomorrow you embrace them, uh, as we have been watching in television. Uh, you don't. Uh, you don't have to embrace them. We say start talking, and uh, the Americans and the Chinese are still talking, even though they don't like each other. But the fact is, talking is not the same thing as becoming surrendering or falling in love or getting married or anything of that kind. So Iran is a very crucial country which we have. I am building up to a situation where you can take China on if they want to go to war. We have to give them an ultimatum. Tell them this is your time to go back. This is a disputed area by your own admission. You, you, you drew up with us a line of actual control and said this will not be violated. Of course, the uh, disputed areas will continue to remain disputed till we have discussion and clear it. For instance, Aksai chain is still part of China, Chinese uh, control, but it's not, uh, we have not accepted Aksai chain as part of China. We have to have a discussion and see how we can come to an uh, understanding. So, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, uh, then uh, Iran. These are three very important countries for our uh, naval activities, and we need to uh, improve them. Now, the Americans may not like the Iranians, but you know the Americans tomorrow will like the Iranians. They, uh, you know, they, you can see American history throughout uh, what they what they what they profess in one, at one period of time in their national interest. They will change. I am not objecting to their exercising their national interest, but I think we should also exercise our own national interest. So that then we have a 
a friend which has never, never wavered for India. That's called Israel. And they are brilliant people. They can telephone or tap your telephones also through iPhones and all. If the government pays them up to a private company, which is a scandal in itself, which is about to burst one of these days. But the fact is that the Israelis have brains. And since they have brains, cyber warfare, which is very crucial, the Chinese have already demonstrated when they closed down electricity in, in Bombay and told them, told us, made a public statement. We're giving you a warning. We can close you down. All your electricity will be closed down for for days if we, we decide to do so. That, that cyber warfare is the new weapon which the Israelis have mastered. And we should sit with the Israelis and get that also into our thing. So, uh, <clears throat> remember we are today, the ocean is in our favor. The islands in uh, nearby, they are also in our favor. Our problem is the northern part, and particularly Pakistan and Afghanistan. And uh, therefore, we should have a strategy based on in dealing with this. And that means that we have to know who our friends are. Russia can't be your friend because they are junior partners of China. China can make them do anything. China is watching fun in uh, Ukraine. Because the Russians are, you know, confident that the Chinese will stand by them and support them. And the, the Russians have bluffed us, you remember, in, uh, in 2020, uh, when, uh, when a lady officer of India, Indian lady officer, told us that the Chinese have arrived in, uh, in Ladakh and they have taken over some parts. Uh, we asked the Russians. They said, no, 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 these, these Chinese soldiers are all come for exercises. They have their, their military exercise. They are going back soon. They never went back. And that poor lady was transferred. She should be given a promotion, but they transferred her. So the Russians, they give you S-400, but they have given it to China too. They given it to Israel, uh, to uh, uh, Turkey also. And now they are giving it to us. They have not delivered. They delivered only one. One set, and now uh, they're saying no, no. China is uh, is also needed now, and so on and so forth. They're not. So they are may say anything about being great friends and all. This is not Russia. This is not the USSR. This is called Russia. It's a one small part. The time when uh, USSR was there, Ukraine and uh, and Russia were one country, part of one country. They were states of a country of the USSR. Today, there's no USSR. That old USSR, oh, we call it Russian for, I don't know why we could still continue to call that Russian. But that is not uh, there today. It's broken up into 16 different countries. Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, and so on. So many countries, you see. Uh, uh, so I think, uh, please, uh, let us be clear in our mind that the today's situation, Russia is a junior partner of China. It will never do anything against China. It cannot. It is financially so thoroughly um, fixed by China, they can't even wriggle uh, without uh, you know, a collapse in their economy. So therefore, we have left with what? 
Israel, of course, but it's a small country, it's far away. You can't expect the, uh, them to uh, be, uh, you know, the supplier on a, on, a, on, a, on a continuous basis. But we can get their brains, we can get their uh, help. But the country which today wants to defeat China is United States. I don't know how long they will be like that uh, because the U.S. keeps changing. On their national interest, I'm not objecting to that. Uh, but they, they, they do an analysis and they come to conclusion, no, no, now we must change. But today, we, we must clarify our position. We are in BRICS. Why are we in BRICS? Is Russia is there and China is there. They dominate the whole thing. Maybe South Africa is also there and uh, uh, Brazil is also there. But they don't count for anything. These two countries decide everything. Why are we in BRICS? when the BRICS uh, leading country, China, has invaded our country. We should not be there. We can be in Quad. You can't be in both because there, there, there's a contradiction between the two. So in, let us go fully, clearly with the Americans as long as they support us in opposing China. And that is a minimum condition for us to go to war. My topic was, should India uh, militarily combat China? Of course we should. But are we capable? Uh, we need a lot of support. We need a lot of new weapons. The Americans can give you any amount of weapons, but they are businessmen. So they'll say, what's in it for us? So you tell them, we fight China for you. We are fighting China for ourselves. But you'll also be the gainer, and uh, we don't, uh, you know, we don't have to get into all these uh, um, issues of Tibet and Taiwan and all that just now. We have only one point to tell the Chinese: get out of our country, or we go to war. And if we go to war, we will side with the Americans and help them where they want our help, because they want they have to help us too. And that is a thing that needs to be done. And that is the essential part where I would, I would say that we have to work. So you quit BRICS and say, no, we can't be there as long as China is occupying our territory. You want us to join BRICS? Ask them to clear out. That's first step. And the Chinese are not going to agree. They are, they are not used to being pushed around. They're, they're, from 1951, they have told India to get out. Uh, where, where, where in 1962, they occupied all the land. Did they give it back to you? No, 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 give it. They, they are very clear. They have a very clear mind. They are thinkers, and they, they don't. They are not interested in all this paraphernalia that some of our political leaders are crazed for. You know, I was in the conference, and I was in the middle part, and my photograph came with the Obama, and all these silly things. They don't. They don't bother about it. They got. They got interests. Strategic interests are going after it. And we have to defend our country now and make it safe for democratic forces. Of all the democratic forces, we have got 1.37 million billion uh, people. And they're as intelligent as anybody else. And uh, we have a history which we, are, we have survived invasions of the Mughals, we have survived the invasion of the British, uh, and we have uh, and lost a lot of, uh, lost a lot of territory, but we are still 
over 90% the same as we were before. And our culture is surviving. Our languages are surviving. So that is that renaissance has to come. But that renaissance can only come if you take this thing. So we, can we go to war right now? No. Because we have been sleeping all this time. I'm not talking only of Modi. I'm talking about uh, the UPA too. Uh, where were you? Where were you? And Mr. Bajpayee too. Where, where, where did we have weapons acquisition? A little bit here, a little bit there. One S-400 combo, wah, wah, wah. I mean, with one S-400, you cannot uh, win a war. So, so therefore, uh, tell the Americans that we are with you on fighting China. And uh, as far as manpower is concerned, we will deal with them on our borders. And, uh, and of course, we'll give our, uh, our abilities and our intelligences to uh, other countries which are democratic. So Quad should be expanded. And I would like to see that besides Quad, our neighboring countries, as I pointed out to you, um, of course, Indonesia is a democratic country. It can be become part of Quad. But Iran can't be. It's not a democratic country. But we can have bilateral relations uh, based on our past cultures and the general feeling amongst Iranians and Indians. You know, they, they feel simple. as uh, a, a great deal of similarity. So that's a separate thing, but we have to do it in a very careful way without annoying any of our allies. And then we decide to go war. Where do we go to war? On the frontier. That is Aksai Chin, uh, towards Aksai Chin, towards um, Arunachal, and all this part all the way to Uttarakhand. These are areas we can easily win if we have the right weapons and the backing and the intelligence and the cyber uh, knowledge. All these things put together, uh, we, we do it, China can be defeated. If China is defeated, it may not remain communist. Uh, because nobody, it is not with public consent that they are communists. So that's, of course, their internal problem. I don't mind, I, I, as I told you, if China wants to be friends with us, prove it by getting out of our territory. Otherwise, be ready for war. And this war is a war which is for the safety of democratic uh, uh, countries of the world. And there's only one country which has the manpower to match China, and that is us. But we don't have the weapons, so we have to have allies. And that is the way to move forward. This is what I would say. And if Pakistan and Afghanistan and China attack us together, oh, we can take care of them because we won't be alone either. Um, we have the forces. If we have the weapons, we have the technology, we have the electronics. Uh, Pakistan is nothing. You can break it into four. Baluchi, separate. Um, <coughs> Sindh, separate. Punjab, separate. And um, Pakistan, separate. The four countries. We have made it last time into two. This time we can make it into four. That's the end of Pakistan. Afghanistan, there's a dictatorship. There's a revolt in the public there. And so, do it intelligently. We can do it. People, people respect India. Indians and uh, you know by by internal by subversion we can finish off the Taliban also but that those are all uh, longer range uh, objectives the first objective is to demonstrate to everybody 
India defeated China. And all the 62 is forgotten, the 71 is forgotten, 77 from whatever is 67. So many times we have had conflicts with China on the border, which we haven't publicized. All that forgotten because we have defeated China. And how did we defeat China? We threw them out of our territory. And uh, once that is established, we become uh, one of the three global powers, United States, China, and India. And this, this triumvirate uh, should be able to establish world peace. This is what I want to say. Um, over to you, Jagdish, uh, and whoever else wants to say something about this. Dr. Dr. Swami, many of our viewers want to know what is preventing our government <laughs> to directly acknowledge that there is something wrong at our borders. Why are they so much paranoid when people like you, other experts, uh, media talks about it and uh, the government is on the defensive. So are the unbug, gun bucks and blind bucks who try to attack anybody who talks in defending our borders. I can't understand when Bharat Mata is under threat at the borders. What is preventing the government from taking a stand and telling the people? Because we are not Nehru legacy. So why is this happening at the border? Many of our viewers in the question box are asking this. What is the uh, issue that is preventing them from naming them? Well, first of all, it's not a question of borders. They have, Chinese have crossed the borders. And if they go to Depsang, you can see them all over the place. Go to Galwan, they are all over the place. And so, uh, it's not a question of being at the borders or, or just, uh, you know, taking one foot across the borders. No, no, not at all. That is all bakwas that is being put out by the external affairs ministry. The fact is the Chinese have swallowed 4,000 square kilometers of Indian territory. And they can easily go to uh, uh, parts of uh, POK. Uh, they are creating that route uh, through uh, Siachen Glacier. Uh, and uh, so we got to be careful. The Chinese are not going to just sit down and be quiet. So why is the government silent? Very good question. I have asked many times. Modi met uh, Xi Jinping 18 times. 18 times one to one. What was discussed there? From 19, uh, from 2014 to 2019, he met him 18 times. One to one. Where is the transcript of that? Make it public. I want a white paper on that. What did you concede? What did you say? Did the Chinese ever raise this issue of, of a border problem? Did they ever raise the issue of, uh, of um, our neighboring countries, uh, Nepal, Bhutan? Uh, these countries are now heavily infiltrated by China. So, and you know, if we don't watch out in Sri Lanka, we may have uh, many of them, many of these idiots are dancing that uh, Rajapaksha is gone. Rajapaksha will come back because he is a smart guy. And uh, but, but by then, God knows what will happen to Sri Lanka. So anyway, all our neighboring areas, either they are hostile 
or they are falling apart. So, and they are under a heavy influence of the Chinese. So, therefore, uh, I would say, why is it that you are not telling the truth? <clears throat> not why are you shy of telling us what's happening in the border? This is far, that's all gone. That was 2020. Now we are in 2022. And the Chinese have crossed, they've come into Ladakh, they've come to Depsang, uh, they're sitting on Galwan. So, therefore, uh, you have to ask, if you ask the question, why are they silent? I am puzzled myself. I just can't believe that you are afraid of saying China has occupied your territory. Why are you afraid? Are you afraid because you are a coward? Or are you afraid because you are blackmailed? I don't know what the truth is. You say, I want to know. I've asked this in parliament and what is the answer they gave me? It's national security. We can't tell you. How can they tell a member of parliament that it's a national security? And I've filed a question all properly and it's come up. And, uh, and the government answers by saying, no, we can't, we can't disclose because it's not in the national security interest of the country. So I think, yes, the public should ask, why is the media silent on it? Why is the opposition silent on it? I can understand Congress being silent because they're totally compromised by China. You don't trust the Chinese Congress party even one inch. They're thoroughly compromised by the Chinese. And so, therefore, I'm not talking about China, but I'm talking about everybody else. Why is there no uproar? And uh, we are still importing, exporting to China. And there's still the stories about how uh, uh, Mr. X uh, industrialist and Mr. Y industrialist are having deals with China. Why are we doing this? They should be declared as enemy and that we are at a state of war with China. This is what we should do. Thank Dr. you, Dr. Dr. Swami. Perhaps, perhaps the government is not disclosing the strategy how to combat China and it in their national interest because they are still preparing. Now you said right now we are not in a position to face China militarily because of the the the, the equations of uh, military powers. China spends four times the money as uh, on defense as compared to India, and India of course uh, has faced 1962. So that thought is still there in the minds of Indian uh, Indian Prime Minister Mr. Modi. And he's uh, uh, pre preparing for the uh, fight, and therefore the, he's not disclosing. How, how is this your guess, or you're uh, telling me something in uh, which you have come to learn uh, through Mr. Modi himself? Because what you're saying essentially <laughs> is that Modi's got a plan, and uh, but he doesn't have the resources. Please tell us what the resources you don't have. I mean, what's wrong? Um, you think the Chinese don't know what resources we have and we don't have? The whole world knows it. So you tell us that this is what we are lacking, this is what you are lacking. I, I'm, I will be able to get it from, buy it from abroad, provided you pay so much. So I'm giving, putting out a bond, um, uh, you know, uh, for, for the country's safety and please contribute to that bond. People give you money, they gave in 62, they filled buckets and buckets and buckets and gave it to people. Very patriotic people. But you don't tell them. 
and then you say maybe how do i know maybe i am i am not a gyani like you because who can guess what is on the minds of mr modi i want to know factually have the chinese crossed the lac if so how much are they in depsang if so how much are they now recaptured galwan then how much have they taken the whole of galwan or a part of galwan i want to know these facts what 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 will be the national security loss if they tell the country this i think they are just afraid to make it public and public will perhaps they think we might get angry but i don't know i public will get more angry when they find out the ultimate truth this is what happened to jawaharlal nehru he kept silent 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 from 1959 and when it came out people you know abused him and dumped him and he himself died of shock in case of india china conflict uh, militarily uh, what do you think will be the role of uh, russia no surprise they will be bootlicking the chinese to help them they are totally committed to them please don't be in any this thing if you have if you want to learn the hard way you can learn the hard way you want to know my opinion they are junior partners of china they'll do what china tells them to do china can even tell them fool the indians because there are a lot of indians who can be easily fooled by you and so you go and say i am russia i am the same as the ussr i came to your help earlier i'm coming to your help now at that time they were enemies of china but today they are not enemies of china yes. uh, putin says that uh, xi jinping is the best um, uh, friend i have and uh, and so does uh, uh, xi jinping say about uh, putin that he is uh, my dear friend uh, but so but he has taken a new, new, uh, neutral stand in ukraine russia war thinking that in case of india china <laughs> conflict russia will also be neutral oh big thing this uh, this kind of thinking at least have a some discussion and have some debate in the country just because you sitting in your room and thinking i have to the whole country has to accept it and supposing you are not if you are wrong then what supposing they have made a fool of you then what that's why you have to have many minds working on this and telling the prime minister this is the possible alternative this is the possible alternative and you should listen to it also not enough for the people to tell the uh, prime minister the options so i think in this guesswork should go alvin chatwadi we should be we have a right to know and the person who has to inform us is the prime minister please make all the 18 meetings you took place you make that uh, white put out a white paper disclosing what you discussed on this meeting this meeting this meeting this meeting that itself will clear your mind maybe discuss making achar doctor achar hmm <laughs> but coming doctor coming no no yeah yeah making pickle but anyway uh-huh. coming to this uh, uh, the issue uh, why what is stopping india a to attack china a, is a, you said talked about not now we need to we need more weaponry but is that as jagdish said is that the only thing or is there why first of all even recognition is not happening before even attack right so i mean we have to first recognize the problem this government has not recognizing the problem at first place before even saying oh there is a problem we need to address it so, you is should that say refusing to, to refusing to recognize you shouldn't say they're not recognizing 
it's not a it's not a weakness of your mind it's basically it's a compulsion of the situation and, and why second, are they refusing to recognize and they just tell us the truth why well it's no use my guessing you see why should i guess on this i want i have a right to know so please tell me i am not going to guess why should i guess it's even the opposition here. See, Dr. Swami, at the end of the day, you're the only person who's within the party and raising these issues. And the opposition, even if whatever minuscule they are, they can't really bring up their courage to ask this very pertinent question saying that <laughs> you have to tell us this. You can't just keep hiding, but constantly creating one jumla. And even the anticipation of some question coming up, some ED raid, some IT raid happens. You know, so it's, it is sad that the country is just being you know, taken for a ride, literally, on this a very crucial issue of China in our borders. And second, Dr. Swami, India has more close, quote-unquote, combat experience, unlike China. China has almost very limited or zero combat experience with other countries. Then why are Is you that afraid? an advantage? Of course, it's an advantage. That's more, more, more than that. They have to cross the mountains to come to us. And we have the... American uh, satellite information, and we get cyber warfare from the Chinese, I mean, equipment. We, uh, the moment they cross the mountains, uh, they'll be dead. This one See, interesting the, question. I, I'm, a, I'm a lifetime member of the Institute of Defense Studies. I've done a lot of work on defense. Mm -hmm. I meet defense people. I meet army people. And all of them, they are sad as sad can be because they are itching. By the way, Indians, after 1962, the first battle they had with the Chinese was in Nathula, which is uh, near Sikkim. The Chinese came down and lo and behold, the Chinese couldn't believe it. The Indian army brought tanks up the mountain and blasted them. They couldn't believe that the tanks could be moved in that uh, terrain, but the Indians moved them. 87 in Arunachal, Sumdurungcho Valley. Valley. The Chinese came. Every one of them was butchered by the Indians. But both times the government said, we will not publicize it. It may provoke the Chinese to do a bigger thing. What kind of country is that? which is afraid of its own victory. There's one question from the uh, audience, Dr. Swami. Is yes. the Sri Lankan crisis uh, engineered by China in some form no. or shape or the other? No, no. China is not uh, in it. It's an internal it's, crisis. Uh, a, Maybe we can uh, do another, another show country, on it. There's another country involved and uh, uh. they are not directly involved. So I don't want to take their name mm -hmm. because it will be if they deny it and then I'm in a, in a fix, the people say, oh, they have denied it, now what do you have to say? But I do know that, uh, um, Some country I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I think whatever, whichever country is involved, the, uh, this method, see, after all, the Rajapakshas, both of them, Kotabaya mm. and Mahinda, mm. they were elected by a certified people. election. Correct. People by the people. They are not usurpers. They are not. They didn't uh, do a coup d'état. 
And then uh, after losing uh, the election, you come as a mob. And how much? The, the whole of Sri Lanka has not come there. Yes, uh, um, 100,000 people come there, that's nothing. It's a, it's a country in a population of millions. And you say, get out. We'll, uh, and they enter your bedroom, you uh, light up the place, you go, you pollute the uh, swimming pool. What, what is all this about? I want to know. Did they did they uh, create this situation? Yes, there was there was a mistake they made, and that mistake was that uh, they somehow, for some reason, the president of Sri Lanka thought that um, uh, fertilizers and pesticides are bad for health. And uh, the crop was wiped out and there was nobody to give them because they had other problems because they had, um, you know, so much uh, got involved with the Chinese in construction. The Chinese that had fixed them right royally and said, give me back my money. And they were not in a position. And uh, we, we, we could have done more help. We have given a lot of help. I will say this about Narendra Modi. He hasn't hesitated in helping. But that's not enough. You should, it should come like a flow. Everything you have, uh, some bureaucrat like, uh, uh, I mean, he may be a minister, Mr. Jaishankar, where he goes around strutting and uh, doing inspection as if he's some, uh, you know, monitor for the, the Sri Lankan. So, you know, we, we must understand Sri Lanka should not slip out of our hands mm. in the That's sense that know. they are a neighbor and they shouldn't go into the hands of mobs. They're, these are elected people. Hold a fresh election if you want and get, defeat them. Say, no, we want a fresh election. But instead of that, uh, going into people's houses and, you know, burning them and so on, you... Even uh, the prime, the next prime, the second prime, the man who succeeded, um, uh, Ranil Vikram Singh. Huh? Ranil Vikram Singh. Yes, yeah, Ranil Vikram Singh. He is a very experienced, very civilized person. And they threw him out also and they burnt his house. And it's a private house. Huh? It's not a government house. They went and burnt his private house. Now, what do you call this? And people are. You know, jumping with joy. This is very bad. You are destroying a democracy by mob. Yes, if it was a military rule, then the mobs came out. You can say they had no other alternative. But a elected, uh, duly elected, internationally recognized elected, you 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 uh, use physical methods to drive them away. I'm sorry, this is not something that India should tolerate. I know what India should do, but I'm not going to say it now. Maybe after two weeks, we can have one on Sri Lanka and then I'll come okay. out with what needs to be done. But it's a very, very serious matter for us. Arvindji, you can conclude. Dr. Swami, uh, let me first uh, uh, compliment you because you have been consistently raising this issue. Unfortunately, None of the opposition parties, including Congress or left parties, they are supposed to be friendly with China. Maybe that is the reason. But whatever be the reason, no one in this country is raising this issue. And you have been consistently raising this issue of congratulations. But only the unfortunate part is the government is not listening. And government uh -huh. is not responding. Even in uh -huh. the... 
I think he has lost this. I think he's frozen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jagdish, you can conclude. Yeah, unfortunately, viewers, we have lost Arvind Chaturvedi's connectivity. Uh, it was a very yeah. interesting session. Yeah, he's back. He's, he's back. Is he coming uh, back? Only thing is, yeah. before yes. I wind up, Dr. Swami, I want to read a small para from the book Himalayan Challenge, which you have written. <laughs> that You're is, quoting. foreign You're policy quoting. of a nation is not based on interpersonal etiquettes or attractive photo opportunities. <laughs> How true? Instead, <laughs> it has to be structured on substantive basis with clear statement of nation's objectives, its priorities, strategy, and resource mobilization, consistent with its economic power and past history. Government of India, as no one from government of India has read this para, perhaps, <laughs> they still believe photo opportunities or a jhula with Xi Jinping in Gujarat will do even after 18 <laughs> meetings as you said nothing has come out thank you very much for bringing this to notice to our viewers and saying it as uh, as open as possible and it is like a challenge to the government hope the government will listen to this and respond and take quick action thank you dr swami thanks my co-host jagdish shetty ramesh swami and the technical team led by Ashish Shetty, Tejas Navalgul, Gadgi Rakesh, Ishwar Ayer, Vishal Mehta, Swami Nathan, and Ajesh Nair. We'll be meeting in 164th episode next Sunday again with Dr. Subramanian Swami at Indian Standard Time, 8 p.m. on Sunday next. Till then, Namaskar, Jai Hind. Jai Hind, Dhanyavad.